Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema, the podcast that casts an eye over the fluctuating cinematic landscape and in the most roundabout of ways tries to find out if Netflix or cinema is providing better value in the battle for our eyeballs. My name is Tosin and after the enjoyable chaos that was last week's live in inverted commas episodes from the Isle of Wight, I am back in the Midlands, back near Coventry and unfortunately I have left Sean on the Isle of Wight. Isn't that right, Sean? Oh, yeah, it's right, yeah. <laughs> And it's been been horrendous today. It's been raining all day. Yeah, yeah. All day. I, I've, I've had friends who've been sending me pictures of the island saying, Tosin, this is your fault. You left. <laughs> yeah, you took all the bad weather away. <laughs> so it's, yeah. So, uh, I mean, after the fleeted thing, I can't believe that because obviously you used to live on the island and we used to do this sort of like stuff every week. And um, we used to do a podcast every week and... All of a sudden, being in the same room last week, that felt like, oh, wow, this is like a total treat. We're both in the same room. <laughs> it's, it's like, whoa, how did this happen? But no, now we're back away. But it, it was it was enjoyable last week. I mean, I, qu- I quite liked it. I quite like having having an audience. I did. I, I, yeah, I thought it was great fun. I thought it was really good fun last week. And it was nice to have some different people as well, wasn't it? A bit of different yep. input and stuff. Yep. It was it was really good. And once again, I want to say thank you to... Zeb, Steve, and Pete for coming along and giving us their thoughts. Oh, and Dan, and Dan, Dan didn't and say Dan. much. Oh yeah, Dan was there. Yeah, he sort of hid in the background and just enjoyed, enjoyed here listening to everything. But thank you for, uh, thank you for L for you guys for coming along and for our re- remote person Nina, who actually got in touch with us on our Facebook page. That's Netflix vs. Cinema. If you're looking for it, and she got in touch with us on our Facebook page and just said loved the cinema, the the, the live, the, oh. I think he said, love the episode from the cinema, uh, which, um, well, yeah, because obviously that's what, that's where we recorded it. And so thank you very much, Nina. Thank you, everybody. It was a lot of fun doing it. It was a lot of fun going, diving back into Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We had, the, we had our little rant, didn't we? We had our little rant, <laughs> that, what have you. Yeah, yeah. I was actually listening back to that and I was thinking, wow, wow, we all... We all sound pretty coherent. Like we all sound like we we actually thinking about this. I, I I really really enjoyed that. That was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. And also this this we're also recording this in the week where somebody else has weighed into the Netflix versus cinema um, thing. I sent you a link earlier this week about Dame Helen Mirren. And oh yeah, yeah. Ha- yes, Dame Helen Mirren. And there's something called CinemaCon happening at the moment. I I can't remember where it is in the world. But uh, she was there talking about her new film and she quoted, she said, I love Netflix, but F Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> you, will, you, will, you will excuse me for being a bit of a prude, but yeah, uh, I'm just going to, she said, I'll leave it to your imagination. She said, I love Netflix, but F Netflix. And she, conti- <laughs> she continued it by saying, there is nothing like going to the cinema. There's nothing like the shared experience of going to the cinema. And... Obviously, this comes on the he- heels of Steven Spielberg talking and saying he's going to speak to the Academy because he doesn't want Netflix films to be considered for Academy Awards and all that kind of stuff. And we had this discussion a couple of weeks back where I think you and Sharon, oh, by the way, Sharon, Sharon is unfortunately not with us today because she's a little bit poorly. So we all want to say is get well soon, Sharon. Get, get, yep. well. get well soon, Sharon. Yeah, yeah. we hope you'll, hope you're listening. Get yeah. well soon. Hope hope you have a listen to this. I hope you get. Hope well you have soon. a listen to this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I hope you hope you get well soon, and I hope you come back in and stop us from just going down a sort of stereotypical man Warren or man. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
<laughs> so it's unusual for Sharon because she's quite a healthy little thing, isn't she? Normally, yeah, she's like full of health. Yeah, so. she's like totally robust. It's like can't we can't take her down. It has to be something bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite serious. So he, get well soon, mate. Yeah, either that or there was just something in that cinema last week. Just, <laughs> just something that that, that that took her down, took and um. So yeah, and we had this discussion, we had this chat about um, and you and Sharon were pretty much kind of like, yeah, yeah, you you think yeah the cinema thing, cinema thing. I was a bit much, I was less of that. I was like, I was more along the lines of why is Spielberg being such a grump, <laughs> quite frankly. <laughs> and, and and so with this, it's come up again with with. And Helen Mirren, I think, is a little bit more balanced. She says, I I love Netflix, but at the same time, she's like, F Netflix! Because because Netflix is trying to... Because I think that, that what they were saying, and what they were saying in the discussion was that Netflix is trying to bypass the cinematic thing and just go, yeah, 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 or whatever. Just go straight to Netflix and give you quality content straight to home. And they're like, no, but we need to have it in the cinema. And that's... I see both sides of the thing, but I, I just feel like times are changing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've, I've always been a cinema aficionado. I, I, I mean, I love the cinema. I love the cinema, but I have found myself with Netflix and probably some other streaming services is that it is quite handy because you haven't got, <laughs> really got to worry. You know, that's that's the time. And I, I'm, I'm really worried, toes and toes. I'm, I'm worried, mate, that I'm going to be like a couch potato, you know? <laughs> I really don't want to be. I mean, I've. It's, it's, I mean, a couple of things. I mean, they've got brilliant documentaries on, which I like to see. You know, um, so which, you, which you don't, we don't really get to see in cinemas that often. You don't, not the documentary side. I mean, that side of it, I think, is great because I've yeah. watched. I've I've started watching like the Viet those Ken Burns documentaries. You know, yeah. they did the Civil War and he's got yeah. Vietnam and the West, and and I think they're great. So, you know, they're quite quite handy to watch and you can also dip in and dip out so you can leave them you know and um yeah which is pretty pretty handy yeah and i think that i think this is the thing i think coming from a point of view of a filmmaker or a oh, for someone like helen mirren because she's classically trained she sort of like you know theater trained and then go, goes across into films and in the theater when you go there there's almost kind of like a respect for whatever it is that's being put in front of you so you sit yep. down and you don't have a say when it stops you don't have a say. Exactly. You you watch it and then you leave when the lights come up. You and if you it's like it's massively massively frowned upon if you stand up halfway through the through the um, performance. And there have been performers oh, yeah. who have been known to sort of like stop the play and just essentially pretty much heckle the audience member who's walking around during the performance. Like, how very dare you! I'm reciting Shakespeare here. <laughs> and, and, yeah, I know it's it's fatal, really. Yeah. I bet it does happen though, because I mean, I'm sure some people have been. Maybe I don't know about you, but I know there's not very often because I'd like to make sure that I generally, you know, uh, before I go, I generally make sure that I'm not going to need to get up. But yeah. I know there must be some times when people are like, oh no, and you, they must sit there and like hobble about and think, oh no, no, I can't, I can't, I must, I must. So, I mean, it's uh, it, it does happen to people. Yeah, so, but it can be embarrassing, can't it? And it is a bit a bit of. Uh, yeah, I mean, personally, in the theater, I'm I'm of the point of view of I'm not getting out of my seat unless it's an actual emergency or unless there's something really, really serious I have to go and see to. And I think yeah. when and I think when you take that sort of theater idea over over into film, I think 
you're thinking, no, this was created as a whole piece. And I know there's a friend of mine who, if he had an album, he would, hello, hello hi, Neil, if you're listening to this. So, <laughs> so like, and, and I know he would say, like, if he got an album, or no, actually, if he had a, let's say it was a band he hadn't heard about, and he, they had four albums, he would go back to the beginning and listen to the first album and listen to all the albums in chronological order because he feels, look, they're, they're trying to tell you a story. This is how they created it, and I want to listen to it in the way they created it. And I think there's some people who are like, you know, if a film is made, it's made to be viewed in a certain way. It's not supposed to be paused. It's not supposed to be. So, and I think, so I think if people come from that sort of like drama, creator, I created this thing for you to watch in one sitting, then I can understand why they will come across and go, no, we don't like Netflix. Because even I, you know, last week I was we were talking about Triple Frontier and I had seen the film about halfway through and I just paused it and only finished watching it earlier this week. And, oh, right. Yeah, only finished watching it earlier this week. And even while I was doing that, I was looking at the film going, there's, because there's some really, really tense, wonderfully constructed scenes in this film. And I was thinking, if I was watching this in the cinema, I wouldn't have a chance to go, ooh, ooh, don't like this, I'm getting a bit tense, and stop, okay, okay, cool, I'm just going to walk off. And I'm sure that the people who made it, they, did not exp they didn't think that, you know, I would be sitting there and going, no, 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 don't like this, pause, I'm off. <laughs> I'll come back, I'll come back in two hours time. So, so, <laughs> so uh, from, from a creator point of view, I can see what they're talking about and how they're saying that Netflix might be a bad thing because people will not be taking in the content or will not be taking in the stories the way that they were created to be taken in. Um, and I think there's pro I think there's probably some truth in that, to yeah. be fair, actually. Yeah. I think there's probably is a bit of truth in that, which... Um, because, you know, I do find if, if, you know, like if you go to a cinema and sometimes the film, you may not enjoy the film, but you're there and you watch it all the way through. Whereas sometimes you could be watching something on TV and you're thinking, oh, I'm not really into this. I'm not really into this. You know, yeah. this is easy. It's easy not to finish watching, isn't it, really? Yeah. Well, oh, actually, yeah. And, and you might not actually get the full thing. For instance, pulp point in case, Pulp Fiction. I remember Pulp yep. Fiction. I never saw that in the cinema because, I mean, I didn't get to see my first film in a cinema until 1996. And I think Pulp Fiction had been and gone by that time. So I was at school. Yeah. Somebody got Pulp Fiction on, on a VHS tape and started playing it. And I tried to watch this film about three times and I quit about halfway through because I was like, I'm not getting this. I'm not enjoying this or anything like that. And it wasn't until probably about the third or fourth time I tried to watch this film that I actually sat all the way through to the end. And once I powered through that halfway point, I was like, oh, my God, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, so, if I was in the cinema, I would have watched through the whole thing, and then I would have gone to the end and been like, "Oh yeah, okay, cool, I got the whole thing now." But if I had been, if I'd been at home, I might have just uh, like if I was flicking through Netflix, I might have flicked through it and halfway through just gone, uh, forget it. And everybody else would be like, "Pulp Fiction's awesome." I'd be like, "What are you talking about? It's a crap film." <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I kind of get that point. I kind of get that point, but I, I still feel like there's space for for both of them. I don't, regardless of what our podcast is actually called, I think that there's space for the both of them to sit beside each other without them. Yeah, fighting. definitely. So, yeah, I, I do. Because I think, I think there are certain films like, I mean, this, this, the Avengers Endgame film that's coming up and the Godzilla films. And, yes. I mean, I yes. still think there's something for IMAX and 3D. And I mean, they are, they're an experience, aren't they? So, so, I mean, they, they, they're a must cinema films. Whereas I think, you know, there's some there's some films you see at the cinema that you could quite easily watch on Netflix. Yeah, although I mean, having, yeah, having said that, I mean, I'm not that big on IMAX. I really don't like IMAX. I think I think, <laughs> I think IMAX is just a, 
I think it's a a gimmick. Yeah, well, I, I've yeah. I've seen two films in IMAX. I maybe it was the films I saw. I saw Man of Steel and I saw Alice in Wonderland. Now, Alice in Wonderland, I do not understand why that was in IMAX, but but I just thought, yeah, it's a huge screen, big deal. Yeah, it's great sound, and there's some places where they actually use the great sound properly, where you felt like you know, oh, this is going through my seat and everything. But generally speaking, I was like. I don't think I've gained much from watching that in IMAX than watching that at home. So yeah, it... I, 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 I'm with you with the IMAX thing because I've seen a couple of films where I, I think I saw the the, uh, the Star Wars one when you know the the Force Awakens or whatever. Yeah, that was and that I thought well I could have quite easily watched that on a big screen. Um, but the film, the film, and I did see it in London. The film I saw in IMAX, which really really changed my mind, was. Um, was it Gravity? Was that the one with, yes, with Gravity with, George with Sandra Bullock? Gravity. Sandra Bullock, George Clooney, yeah. And and the cinema was it's a huge, huge cinema in Enfield in London. And I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll check this out in IMAX. And I have to say that that was an experience. It was like being in space. It was really, really good. But it was a huge, probably the hugest IMAX screen I've seen. And I went to one at Universal Studios to think was Inception, and I saw that yep. there. But this, 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 that was that was okay. But I I would have been quite happy watching that. On a on a normal screen, yeah. But gravity, but gravity was 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 special, Tozen. That was special, and it still <laughs> sticks with me now. That was that was pretty cool in IMAX, because you actually Im- felt like you were there. Oh, I can imagine that that would have happened with gravity. I can imagine that. Oh, it's yeah. Oh, but but sometimes I feel like some people. But I feel like cinemas try and make themselves go like, no, we are the bastion. We are the. And I'm like, no, not really. I mean. Yeah, and there are some films that, quite frankly, people have realized it's not worth watching in the cinema. So they don't really go to the cinema to watch anymore. And they, they, they don't go to the cinema. To, and so the studios aren't making those films anymore. And Netflix is going, yeah, we'll take it. We'll take it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll yep. take it. Like, like one of the films we're going to talk about today, actually, I think, I think two of them that we're going to talk about today, that, or the, the two of the Netflix films we're going to talk about today, are those sort of films where I don't think there would have been loads of people who wanted to go watch that at the cinema. So Netflix takes them up. And I think just as much craft and just as much effort is put into making those films as is put into yeah. making whatever big, like, you know, blockbuster. So why should those it, films be, why should those films be penalized and seen as lesser? <laughs> so, exactly. And I mean, the, the big stars, there's big name stars that are actually yeah. in some of these Netflix movies, aren't there? So, yeah. I mean, I mean, the, the I two mean, films we're going to talk know, about today have big name stars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, heading the thing up. So, but anyway, enough. Uh, okay, uh, yeah, let's get on to talking about some films. Okay, okay, cool. Let's, let's go talk about some films. I'm sure because this seems to be like a weekly thing. I'm sure we'll come back next week and be like, guess who's waded into the argument this time? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Guess what's yeah, happened? Sure. Martin Scorsese. Yeah. The... <laughs> but, uh, uh, but, uh, okay, so uh, just to show that we actually do listen to our feedback. Now, we had some feedback from Nina, an avid listener, and she said that, oh, she could hear a uh, chair creaking. That was me. And now, Sean, listen to this. No chair creaking. Yeah, that was me moving around. No, no chair... chair creaking. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. You put What have you done? Change the chair or put some oil on it? Change the chair. I'm sitting oh. on a dining room chair right now, which means, oh. which means that I do not have the ability to swivel. So... <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Nina, you hear that I have sacrificed my swivel ability 
for your listening pleasure, for your ears. <laughs> Hope you enjoy it. But now we're, we're going to go get on and talk about the films that we've seen this week and the big releases in cinema this week. Uh, well, the big one is Dumbo. Dumbo, yeah. Yeah, Dumbo is pretty much the only new film. I was looking through the cinema listings and I was like, what films have we not spoken about? And the only one there was Dumbo. And uh, you saw Pet Cemetery. I saw Pet Cemetery. Yeah, it was a, a an unlimited screening because, like Sydney World, they have these unlimited cards and they yep. put on special screening. So it was yep. an it was a early screening. Yeah, yeah, an early screening. So I've of... seen Pet Cemetery. Okay, you and said... I did go. In... Yep, I did go and see Us as well. So ah. I've seen so which you spoke about last week, but I yes. haven't seen it. Yes, so. we, yeah, we spoke about Us, and it would be interesting. We'll leave that one towards the end, then. It would be interesting cool. to see what your your point of view on Us was because. Um, I think the three of us who had seen it last week were less than complimentary. Everybody who had spoken to you about it last week was like, <laughs> oh my God, it's great. <laughs> it's like, it's the best horror movie ever. But it's, um, but was he? So what, what I did this week is I went to see Dumbo and I, because, because obviously we talked about rules that we have on the show. If, if you're going to bring a Netflix thing in that, A, it, if you're, it's, well, you, we're going to try and bring as many Netflix originals in as possible or as many original things that were made for home entertainment as possible. Uh, number two, yep. if um, if it, if you did see something that was originally made in like in the cinema, it has to be something you have not seen before. And uh, number yep. three, it's a TV, it's a TV series. You have to watch the entire season that you're going to be reviewing. And I realized that we have a great chance here because I had never actually seen the original Dumbo. The DVD has been sat on my shelf for. Well, since I've been married, so so like six years, the DVD has been sat on my uh-huh. shelf for six years, and I've never actually seen the original Dumbo. So I thought this is a great chance. Let's actually see. Co- let's c- compare and contrast Dumbo twenty nineteen to Dumbo nineteen forty one, and see which that, one which one comes up. That'd be interesting, actually. I look, I'm looking forward to this one then, if you've seen them both, because yes. I, I mean, I, I, I your take on the new Dumbo one, because I don't know if it's something I'd watch or not, because I've not been out of the sort of Disney live action-y type ones. Yeah. I, I, I was a little bit let down by Maleficent. Yep. Which, yeah. which, cause she was too nice basically um, <laughs> to how I remember Maleficent. So, and I haven't seen beauty and the beast, so I couldn't possibly, the jungle book was okay. Yeah. I, um, like, I really like the but, jungle book. Yeah. The jungle book was, was pretty good actually, to be fair. Um, but so I'd be interested to hear what this, what you think of this Dumbo and whether it's worth a watch. So, so look forward to this. Yeah. Okay. So Dumbo. Now everybody knows the story of a Dumbo. Well, a lot of people know about it. It's the flying elephant, baby elephant born with big, massive ears. Everybody thinks he's a freak, but it turns out that he can use these ears to fly. Now, um, my first, uh, first exposure to Dumbo was as a kid. We, Disney used to do these sort of annual books where they would go through the different summer, the different seasons of the year. And there were stories about Dumbo in there. So I'd never actually seen the original thing, but I knew there was this elephant that could fly. And I was like, oh, that's cool. It's kind of like an elephant superhero, like an elephant Superman. That's what I thought Dumbo was in my head. And so this film, and I know that the original Dumbo is only about an hour long. And this film is over two hours long. So, you know, obviously they've done some stuff. It has Tim Burton, who's, who's come and he's brought his own weird sensibilities to this sort of heartwarming tale. You have Danny DeVito in it. Michael Keaton shows up. Colin Farrell's in there and all that. And some big names. There, there's some big names in the film. I mean, Evergreen. It's, it, it, they, it's, it's a stacked cast. And compare it. I'm going to be jumping back and forth between the two of them. So the original Dumbo is 
it, well, it was the fourth animated film that Disney ever made in 1941. It has, um, it's, it's from the animal's perspective. So almost everybody who talks, uh, the majority of the talking characters in it are animals. It's all about the animals and anything Dumbo goes through is at the hands of the animals. The humans are there a little bit, but not much and all that. And in the film, what they've done is that they have brought the humans to the fore. So none of the animals in this talk, no, none of the animals talk in, in the film and it's all about the humans. And th there's this thing I have, I feel like if something was originally written to have animals in it, once, or, or robots or anything like that, once you add humans, it kind of ruins it. Just like most things in the environment, you add humans and you ruin the whole thing. It was beautiful before you added the humans and now you've ruined it. So <laughs> like, I, when I think about it, like, of, like in the Transformers movies, the last Transformer movie, Bumblebee, which is possibly the best one of, the, of all the Transformers movies that has been made, I still felt like you don't need the humans, get rid of them. Focus on the focus on the robots. The robots are interesting, and so in the twenty nineteen Dumbo, it kicks off and they start giving you all this backstory and all this stuff to try and make it make sense. So they tell you it's set in nineteen nineteen, all that, and then you're going through this circus that's trying to travel up from Florida, trying to travel through the country and do all these different things, and then you have a, you have these you have these two kids, and they're expecting their dad to come back from the set, from the first world war who's been, uh -huh. he's, yeah, he's been fighting in Europe. And so he comes back, and when they meet him, it's Colin Farrell, but he's lost an arm in the war. And then he becomes, he, he gets put in by the, by the head of the circus, because he used to work in the circus before he went away for the war. He's, he's come back, but the, the circus has fallen on a hard time, so they sold all of his horses. He's put in charge of looking after the elephants. And so there's all this kind of like, you know, ooh, let's uh, storytelling, moving things around beforehand, before it's like, okay, cool, now we put this here, we put that there, we put that there, we put that there, and now we can start the story. And I don't like that, quite frankly. I don't, because I look at the original Dumbo, and I look at it, and I think it kicks off, and it kicks off with, and obviously you can do this in animation, with storks del delivering babies to all the different animals in the circus. So the stork flies and then gives a tiger to, to, the, to the tiger, gives a giraffe to the giraffe, all that. And then and there's this... Wait, is this... Uh, yeah, sorry. Yes, so... Oh, right, okay. Yep, carry yeah, on. Yeah, the, this is the original Dumbo. And oh, I was, I was, yeah, I was going to say, I got confused, yeah. So that you oh, were talking yes. about the original one there. Yeah, yeah sorry, yeah. sorry. I'm, I'm jumping back and forth between them because I'm comparing the two. And cool. the, yeah, the... Um, and it starts off with that. And you have this bit, I'm, I'm not sure whether it's just the time of life that I'm at at the moment, but there's a, it ends up with every single animal gets like a baby apart from the elephant, Mrs. Jumbo. And I was watching this and in the first couple of, first five minutes of Dumbo, I'm already like, oh, oh my God, oh my God. She wants a baby, she hasn't got one. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm already like being hit emotionally by the animated one, by the original 1941. The, the, 19, the 2019 one, I'm just getting, I'm getting a bit bored because I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Putting all these things in place. Yeah, and the humans, all that. Look, we came here to see the baby elephant. We came here to see it. We know that, we know until the elephant is born, nothing's going to happen. Until the elephant is born, we're just wasting time is the way I felt about it. And sure enough, I think everything before Dumbo's actually born is just wasting time. They, I think that they have, there's two children, there's two children in it, and there's one good child performance and one wooden child performance. It, <laughs> it, it is, I mean, you, you, this is the thing, like 
obviously someone's just trying to do something that they love so you don't want to be mean but honestly that so it's a boy and a girl and honestly the girl gets more lines the girl gets more of a storyline the boy doesn't really do anything i think the boy is good but i think the girl almost every time she spoke i was just sitting there going why are you still giving her lines why are you being so mean (laughs) it's like take the lines away from her she doesn't know what to do with them (laughs) and it just it just and oh my it it was painful it it's was it was it yeah it's like sounds yeah sorry i I mean i loved i I, as i say back to the original dumbo you know 1941 i think something like that was it yeah it was 1941 Um, and it was, um, I remember it, you, you know, and when, as soon as you started saying about the storks delivering the babies, I was like, God, yeah, I remember that. That yeah. was so, so good, really. Yeah. And they were like, ooh, what you got? And, and I remember the film and I, I really remember that film. And it sounds to me like the, the, the remake, the real life action, action one, that it's just Dumbo's just born is he, and not just, there's nothing like that to start with. Like yeah, you yeah. say, it was a whole backstory. Yeah. yeah oh, they, right. they, okay. they, 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 they try and ground it. So it's the fact that you have this guy in a circus and because the circus is falling on hard times, he buys a, an elephant from somebody, but the elephant is pregnant and he's like, this is going to be my big thing. Everybody's going to line up to see a baby elephant. So when the elephant is uh, born and the elephant has big ears, and he's like, oh my God, it's a freak. No one's going to see that. So it, he sort of like starts telling the... He tries to hide the elephant and everything like that because he says this is not going to work for me financially. It's not going to help my circus. And because Colin Farrell has lost an arm, he's like, he's like, no, leave him alone, leave him alone. And there's a little bit of thing where they try and make it look like, oh, he identifies with Dumbo because everybody's looking at him as a freak. But he's like, no, he still has something to offer. He still has something to offer. So it's so he, he's born. The, the the live action Dumbo is not as magical. It's 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 not as magical. It's yeah, and as I said, I mean, I just won't find anything I want to say about this about the child performance. Some bits of it are the first two Harry Potters. They're they're like that that level of bad. The first two Harry. Oh, <laughs> oh, ouch! <laughs> right, yeah. okay. The that level of wooden, like you know, someone has given this person lines to say, but they don't. They just don't know what to do with it. But okay, I'm going to move on because I I feel. I feel really, really mean talking about it, but it, it really, it really just took me out of the film each time. Each time she said something, but yeah, uh, yeah. So it's not until the film, until Dumbo shows up, that the film actually sort of picks up a little bit of pace. I mean, Danny DeVito is hammered it up for all he's worth. Worth. He's doing like if you ever saw him in Matilda. He's kind of like playing almost that character in Matilda. That's oh like, yeah, like the little salesman, the yes, car salesman exactly, type character. Yeah, exactly. He's he's pretty much he's he's like a circus salesman. He's he's playing that character and just sort of like you know over, over the whole circus and all that. The I have to say that the effects in it are because I saw some of the early trailers and obviously with these with these films they're working on the effects almost right up until they're released into the cinema. So whenever they do an yeah. early trailer, the the effects are not quite finished. And I just thought that the the first time I saw the trailer, I thought Dumbo looked creepy as hell. I, I thought, I, I thought, I was like, oh, I do not, I don't think this is gonna work. That just looks really, really creepy. It just looks, but in the actual film, it's it. After a while, you start forgetting that it's a it's a computer effect. So that's really good, and I think Dumbo's actually really cute. He's really cute. The relationship between him and his mum is well sketched out. And if you remember in the original Dumbo, there's a scene where. He goes where Timothy Q. Mouse takes him to go see his mother when she's in a she's in a cage, and the song "Baby Mine" is playing in the background, and they recreate that scene in this, and that is the first time, and it's probably about half an hour in, 
where I felt, oh, this is this film is beginning to get a little magical. It's beginning to get a oh, little... Oh, wow. Yeah, it's beginning like, oh my, okay, now this is a really, really touching moment. But the film carries on past the end of the original Dumbo. So when the original Dumbo ends, this film carries on. And that's where um, Michael Keaton shows up. And this, I was going to say Michael Keaton, yeah. Yeah, and Michael Keaton shows up as a guy called V.A. Vanderveer, who is pretty much Walt Disney. He, he's, yeah. He's pretty much Walt Disney. So this is 1919. He comes in and he's like, I want to bring you guys and your flying elephants to my new place. It's called Dreamland. And you go into Dreamland and there's this theme park that has all these different areas and all that kind of stuff. And it has a sort of like a world of tomorrow where you have robotics and it has like a, a nightmare island where you have scary things. And I'm like, oh my God, this is Disneyland. And this is the bit where I don't understand how they managed to do this because they pretty much have a character that's so obviously Walt Disney in a Disney film, but he's the bad guy. <laughs> he, he, does he yeah, play a bad? Does he? Uh, does he come yeah, across yeah. what good though as a bad guy? Yeah. No, no, he's he's a total bad guy. Uh, it's it's kind of like you know the the basic story of oh this person has a small business and then they sell it to the big multi conglomerate and then everything goes wrong. Yeah. That's that's. Uh. Yeah, that's pretty much this. That's pretty much the story. So I feel like the story doesn't really go, like the bit that they added on doesn't really do anything. There's all this stuff that they're bringing into it where it's, it seems like once you bring the humans into it, it's a question of oh, should we even have animals in circuses and all that kind of stuff. And where the film ends, the film ends in almost pretty much, it's it's not really a 1919 specific ending. It's kind of, it's it's a 2019 ending. It's it's so like, it's. Yeah. So is it, is it, is it so it's totally different, really? Then it's a, it's a, it's. I mean, the, a, apart from the little moments, it's just like totally different film. It's a it's a totally different to the, film. It's a totally different film. I mean, the the basic things are there. I like what they do with the feather because you know how Dumbo has the magic feather in the yeah in in the in the original. Dumbo has the magic feather yeah. and all that, and um, the, I like how they incorporated the feather because they didn't. The way they incorporated the feather in the film, I think it actually makes quite. It makes sense how you know they would find out that Dumbo could fly, because in 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 the original, humans have absolutely nothing to do with Dumbo flying. In this one, they have everything to do with Dumbo flying. So, because, oh, right, okay, yeah, because you've got to put humans in the center of everything. As I said, you add humans and you ruin the whole thing. But, yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> but yeah. it's so. I, I, but I actually quite like it. And the scenes where Dumbo is flying, I think some of them are just they're breathtaking. Like they actually make it. I actually felt like yes. Now this one was beginning to soar. And then a character that I've already spoken about that I did not like would say something and ruin the whole thing. But, but so it's um. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, it, it is a different film. They, they are different films. They have, like, they're related and you can see the connective tissues bits. But the, I think the new one feels clunky. It feels clunky. It doesn't flow. It isn't magical. And so far, of all of the live-action Disney remakes that I've seen, it's, it's the, my least favorite. It's, Whoa, okay. Yeah, it, it is my least favorite because I just, I... I I mean, I like Tim Burton. I like Diane DeVito. I like pretty much everybody that's in this film. But I just feel like, I feel like what they're trying to do doesn't quite work. There isn't, for me, there isn't enough magic. There isn't enough wonder. There isn't enough sort of fantasy to it. And I've, it's almost like they, they're trying to do something socially responsible. 
And I feel like the real world impinges too much onto a story of a flying elephant. It's a story of a right. flying elephant. We don't need the real world in here. <laughs> That's it's like, it, yeah. It's, it's like trying, trying to bring the real world in here, trying to bring like real world concerns yeah, doesn't it doesn't quite doesn't quite work because you have it like in the original like the the whole idea that the animals are actually helping run the circus like the elephants are building the big tent and all that so that gives you that tells you you're in a fantasy world in this one it's all about ooh the cruelty to the animals and uh, uh. <laughs> yeah with the message yeah yeah so oh, wow. yeah I didn't like it I would I uh, I the uh, I'm gonna go three. <laughs> three I'm, star, okay. Three I'm star. I'm gonna go three. Three but, stars, but, okay. But just about. I mean, because I mean, new new Dumbo is good. I mean, he's cute. New Dumbo is cute, and they do they do good things with that. But I would give the original. I think the originals are four for for me. It's, okay. Yeah, originals are four. Did now, I, I? I mean, there's some some. I don't know about it, in the original film. Yes. Um, yeah, there's there's a few characters that I mean. Yes. I, I mean, I was gonna, I was, I, I, you know, I don't know how to approach this and that, but I, I, I think yeah, some yeah, greatest yeah. lines and the film, they've yeah, they've they've stayed with me for years, you know. Yeah. I've seen a peanut stand. I've heard a rubber band. You know, I mean, those are really really great lines, and I still use them even today. You know, I use 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 all those lines. So they they, they incorporate is, them into the new film. They they have have they yeah it's, they, it's in the new film they they put them in the new film obviously not not in the same way because there's all sorts of problems no. <laughs> there's all yeah. sorts of problems but they have them in the new film so As, I, what humans I guess yeah 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 say yeah. the whole thing is like yeah. you've seen a dragonfly you <laughs> you've seen a horse fly you've even oh, well, seen as, a house fly but I bet yeah. you've never seen an elephant <laughs> fly yeah. I used to like that. I've heard a rubber band. <laughs> yes. I've seen a peanut stand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so you're, you're talking about the crows. The crows. I'm talking about the crows, yeah. Yeah, and oh, I know this, now this is one of these things. Every now and then, with something pop culture related, I, okay, I grew up in Nigeria, and a lot of the things that people wring their hands about when it comes to sort of like race representation over here, where just they just never occurred to us back in Nigeria. It was it was never a thing. So people used to talk about there was a TV show called Love Thy Neighbor in the seventies, which people would be, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. People used to go, Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I was so racist. And we used to watch that show and go, Oh my god, that's hilarious. It was, it. yeah. But I mean, it was it was it was racist in both ways, wasn't it? Because each each couple gave as good as they got, really. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I, I always. Well, personally, I always thought in Love Thy Neighbor, they always made the white guy look stupid. Stupid, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They always made the white guy look stupid. So I love the Love Thy Neighbor. And then uh, things like Mind Your Language, people are like, oh my God. And everybody oh, I mind know. Mind Your Language, yeah. yeah, every, <laughs> yeah. I, I, people that I know who have seen this show from those different backgrounds think it's hilarious. So yeah. So with Dumbo, even though I hadn't seen the film, people had said spoken about the crows, and they talked about like you know people always try and they, I think that there's it nowadays is fashionable to hate Disney, and it's fashionable to hate Walt Disney especially, especially. And people used to go, oh, you know, he was just such a horrible racist, or look what he did, and all that kind of stuff. And he so with the crows, the crows come in, and the crows are sort of stereotypically black. They're, they're given, they're, they're presented as like stereotypically, not just black, but Southern black. That's the thing. Mm. Southern, yeah. And it's, 
And I didn't have as big of a problem with this as a lot of people made out. I expected it to be like horrendous. But I was actually thinking, yeah. well, there's, there's, a, there's a musical called Five Guys Named Mo. And the crows in, the crows in um, Dumbo, Dumbo are pretty much yeah. exactly the same as the characters in the musical called Five, uh, musical Five Guys Named Mo. They sing the same kind of songs. They have the same kind of like repartee between each other. Nobody complains and says Five Guys Names Mo is racist, but that's probably because it was written by a black guy. So that's it. <laughs> so, so, I I, I, it's, it's funny. It's funny with Disney on about that. I, I remember in the Jungle Book they had like the Beatles, didn't they? Do you remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. The vultures, the vultures with the Beatles. Yeah, the vultures. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just part of part of the film, really, isn't it? It's part of the yeah, film. It's, it's part like of the film. And I know Whoopi Goldberg has said something about no, look, the out of all the animals in the film, the crows are some of the only people who are actually kind to Dumbo, and they sing the yeah. only and they sing the only song people remember. So <laughs> yeah. So Whoopi Goldberg was like, yeah, what's the big deal? And I'm with Whoopi Goldberg on that because I'm like, oh, I, cool. I I I really I liked the crows. I mean, there are some when you dig a little bit deeper, there's some problems. Like originally in the original script, the lead crow was called Jim Crow. Ah, yes, yeah. Well, that was yeah. a, that was a, that was a derogatory name, I think, wasn't it? Yes, was that, it? yes, that was that was a derogatory name, and so that is kind of like you're like ooh, and that that raises that sort of like raises a flag to begin with, and then when you find out that the lead crow was actually voiced by a white man. Ah, yeah. So, so the the lead crow was voiced by a white man, um, and but all the supporting crows were supported by a black by black guys. So, Ah. yeah. So you you dig a little bit deeper, you start seeing okay. But I mean, just for the from a representation point of view, I actually really really did like the crows. I like the banter back and forth, and because this it's it's very obvious that it's set in Florida. It's set in Florida, and it's supposed to be like you know. Well, the, the film doesn't really give you a timing, but if the film was made in 1941, I, uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't expect them to be speaking like, you know, the way modern day people in Miami speak, because this is, no, this no. is, is obviously made sure that it's shown that it is in the countryside and it's, it's so, I don't have as big of a problem as some people try and make out. And I feel like it's just the thing to say. You have to, it's the right thing to say. Oh my God. Oh, the crows in Dumbo. It was so bad. Okay, cool. Am I okay? Am I okay? Good, good. I've said the right thing. But I I didn't think it was that bad. I I didn't think it was that bad. But I think when you look look deeper into it, surrounding the making of the film, there there are obvious issues. But those issues are not, it's not as if, oh, racist people made this film. I think it was just, the society was racist back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, the, that's the way things were. Yeah, the yeah. society was racist, and they didn't. Uh, and so I think because the characters that they put, the characters in the in the in the in the show, if they were really being racist and everything like that, those characters would be horrible. Those characters would be the bad guys. But those characters yeah. are some—they are some of the most ebullient people in the film. You love them. You walk away loving those characters. I just feel like maybe some of, you do. some of the ways they went about it were informed by an old, old way of thinking that was probably even old for 1941 because the film was made yeah. by old people. But um, so, yeah, on that one, I would say the, the crows didn't cause as much of a problem for me. I quite like them. Cool. Brilliant. <laughs> All right, cool. Enough of my... So that's a three, a three star for the 2019 and yeah. a four star for the 41. 
Brilliant. Uh, yeah, actually, I'm going to go two and a half because... Um, <laughs> what, two and a half for the 2019? Yeah, yeah, two and a half for 2019. Yeah, yeah. okay, that sounds... That's yeah. it's, it's, it's average at best. I mean, the, the, it, it doesn't flow, it's clunky, it doesn't go anywhere that... Uh, anyway, I've said this all already. Now, let's, yeah, go into yeah, the film that, let's go into the film that you saw at the cinema. You saw Pet Cemetery. Now I saw Pet Cemetery. yeah. Yes. So, um, yeah, basically, I mean... There was another film, there was an earlier film, and I never saw the original Pet Cemetery. I've got to be honest, I never saw the, the original Pet Cemetery, so I had no idea. And I don't read any Stephen King's books or anything. Okay, so, All right. so you're not a Stephen King so, fan or anything? Uh, it's not that I'm not a Stephen King fan, and I, I, I do like the movies like Carrie and Cujo, and, and those. I, I do like the films, but I've never read the book. Okay. You know, I've never read any of his books, so, so I, I don't really know how the books differ from the film. But the films, I've enjoyed... I've enjoyed quite a few of the movies. Um, so, yeah, so this was, uh, I mean, this was an unlimited screening. I went to see it. It's basically the story of a, a family that sort of move out into the, the, the place for a quieter life. They move, you know, into the world for a quieter life. Yep. And obviously they, they've got this new house, a new lot of land. There's, a, there's an old boy called Judd played by John Lithgow. So there's a few, few, uh, few actors in it. And, there's like this this pet cemetery thing, yeah, and and there's a couple of couple of children in it that, that actually see this little procession of going along with uh, people in masks, obviously yeah. other children, and they, um, and then strange things happen, you know. So uh, I, I don't really want to give too much away. I mean, I expect people know, yeah, but. Uh, so basically, yeah. I mean, I don't know how much can I can I give spoilers well, in this. Well, I, I think you could. There's some things that you might think are spoilers. That I don't think are that are, are that big spoilers. For instance, I mean, this is a film that has the tagline, um, "Sometimes dead is better." So it's better, yeah. Yeah. So it immediately tells you, "Ooh, something about the dead." So that means that there's something that doesn't stay dead. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And if you watch the trailer, it pretty much tells you that it the, pretty much tells <laughs> the whole story. Yeah, it, that's that's it, cool. It pretty much tells that's you cool. that it pretty much tells you that there's a cemetery that animals that are buried in it come back come back to life so yeah so, uh, uh, yeah. so other things must come back to life as well if, if they're may. buried there yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and it, so yeah and it pretty much tells you that uh this family loses a child and so the father does something that you would say is possibly i mean obviously okay he's grief stricken unethical yeah he's grief- unethical it, yeah is you can say and- unethical you can say stupid you can say what the hell but yeah one of those things yeah yeah and the guy who actually plays the father, Jason Clark, it is a Louis, good, who a I think good had a friend, <laughs> uh, the, uh, the good good friend of the podcast, Jason Clark. Should, should Jason your, Clark, your favorite actor in the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm afraid to say that that I did find him a bit a bit wooden in this and not convincing in this this movie either. So that is I a mean, shock, uh, Sean. That is an that absolute is a shock. shock. Yeah. Jason Clark's in he the didn't... film where you do not like him. That is a shock. Well well to be honest, that was that was some of the issues I had was was with was, was with the acting. Um yeah. I didn't think even John John Lithgow was particularly special. I mean he can be brilliant, but he wasn't yeah. particularly good as an it wasn't put it this way they didn't convince me you know i wasn't convinced yeah um by the acting and the children the as things progress through the film i think think they got better to start with i was like a bit like you were saying with with the dumbo you know yeah. I was like, Ooh, well you know it's, it's, a, it's a tough call what what do i think what do i think but when things went bad yeah it was a 
it was quite convincing then. Um, so yeah, so as the film progressed, the the, the especially the uh, the young girl uh, became really quite convincing and and quite creepy, which oh, yeah. is pretty good. But um, there was one thing that I would have liked more of, which I didn't really. Uh, they didn't really explain too much was the procession with the the children or the people wearing the animal masks yeah because uh, you won't, that's very very brief that's yeah. the only bit you see about it really incredibly brief and that disappointed me because i would have liked to have known a lot more about that about what was going on you know yeah as, a, as opposed so, to just like a creepy visual yeah creepy visual you know it's like well what is that can we go a bit more in depth they didn't yeah. really go much in depth and also, like my normal thing, there's a few issues. Like if certain things happen, I'm sure the the police would turn up. You know what I mean? Or, or and would say, Look, you know, this 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 thing's happened. This is done. This is done. Something's a bit not quite right right here. But you yeah. never see them. You never see the police. You never see anything. You never. Um... But there was a. There was a. I mean, on the whole, I I it was. Let's just think. It was. What's that? Is that is that your end or my end? I can what? hear like a a slapping. Oh, sorry, yeah, that's me. But that's me. I, I got rid of the creak. Okay. Got rid of the creak on the chair and I replaced it with another restless noise. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> oh, right, that's okay. That's okay. Um, yeah. So anyway, back back to the movie. So yeah, the acting the acting didn't convince me. I wasn't convinced by the actors. Didn't enjoy that. But there was a couple of little jumpy bits in it. I don't normally jump at films, and I can yeah. normally see them coming. I think there was one particular bit where I had a slight jump. So there was nothing really, really original. Yeah. But I didn't actually hate this film. I didn't right. hate this film. I thought it was, it was, you know, I wasn't like, like I am sometimes with like crossing, you know, sort of moving, getting real antsy, was sat down, you know, and saying, oh no, what's going on here? I, yeah. I didn't get particularly antsy. And, um, but I would have liked to have known more, as I say, about the masks because they sort of appeared. And then, I mean, maybe someone would probably know and there's perhaps there's something in the book about it i don't yeah. really know but that's the bit i would have liked to have i would like to have seen but S sounds like a yes. sounds like a, a deleted scene <laughs> yeah maybe 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 it's like sort of when dvd comes out they have a lot of extras don't they yeah and, and stuff so but yeah the, the premise it was it wasn't as bad as i thought it was going to be as i say it was uh it's, <laughs> the, the guys didn't convince i was a bit disappointed with uh you know, John Lithgow, really. Yeah. I don't know. It just didn't work for me. And Jason Clark, as I say, pretty wooden. Nothing special there. The the little girl who played Ellie got better as the film went on. So, yeah, on the uh, whole, I would... For what you're saying, it sounds like she was a standout. Yeah. To, yeah, yeah. as the film went on, it was quite quite good. It was quite... Oh, there was also, yeah, there was a... Um, also, the thing that I'd like explained, and it probably explains more in the book, it was like... I'm just going to say staples. Yep. Um, so, I, I mean, like, I don't know what that was all about with the staples. <laughs> so I'd like to have known a bit more. I'd like to know a bit more about what's going on. But obviously those those Stephen King fans, I expect someone will say, yeah, well, that's that's what that's all about. Yeah. So I couldn't quite make that out, you know. So, yeah, but I'd give it, believe it or not, I'm going to give this one a three star. Okay. Because I think it was okay. I think it was okay. Yeah, it's an okay movie. Oh, I, I, I wouldn't think... say it was... Pardon? I think that's quite generous for me, really. Yeah, I, I was, I was going to say, I think that the director has done really, really well. I mean, because this is you and, and, and Jason Clark. You have Jason Clark and, <laughs> and it still gets yeah. three stars. It still gets three stars yes. in you. 
still gets three stars. But I have to say, it didn't. You know, on the whole, the movie was okay, and and so yeah, I th- I think it deserves the three stars. Yeah, it was it's not. It's it not, was no no Terminator Genesis. There was no Terminator Genesis exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh good lord oh oh my god i'm remembering that film that film's oh. <laughs> well there you go yeah no, no, nothing was so. nothing was baffling i'm just going to believe it that nothing was battle baffling all right cool so that's the second cinema film now a second uh netflix film is a film that i've seen called our souls at night Ooh. yes and this marks the fourth collaboration between robert redford and jane fonda so it's like you loved them in Barefoot in the Park, and now they are here. They are in the old age, and but it's it's quite a interesting film because the whole idea is that they're neighbors, but um, he's a widower, she's a widow, and they're neighbors who and it starts off and you see Robert Redford, he's just in his house, going through his daily routine all by himself, reading his paper, going going and hanging out in a in a in a, well, he spends his days in a sort of like a cafe with all these other old men who just come around and they, and you have Bruce Dern there who's just telling all these stories about, yeah, and I did this and that, and then she said blah, 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 and just sort of like, you know, what do you call it, raconteuring throughout the day. And... Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, Is this there, a Netflix film? It's a Netflix film. Is this a Netflix film? film test? Yeah, oh, right. yeah. Okay, it was cool. actually originally made by Netflix. And when I was talking about films that I do not think would be released in cinema... This is one of them. I don't think that there would be a whole bunch of stuff put behind it to be released, but Manetrius will say, hey, we'll make this film because it's quite a small, intimate film. So this, so he plays Lewis. That's uh, Robert Redford plays Lewis. And then one day, his, one of his neighbors, Addie, who's a, she's a widow, shows up at his, at his house and says, um, I've got a proposition for you. Your wife has been dead for a while. My husband's been dead for a while. And at night, it gets lonely. Like, and I'm... And what I would propose is that we sleep together. No sex. I'm not talking about sex here. I'm talking about just having somebody in the bed at night with you. That because, like, you know, and, and she's like, he's like, what? He's like, well, you know, sometimes when you're in bed at night, you just want to be able to talk to somebody and talk to somebody when you to go to sleep, have somebody there in the morning when you wake up. Because the loneliness, the loneliness is the killer. That's what kills you. And he's like, oh, let me think about it. Then he spends a day going around his normal routine and then he just shows up at her house and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'd like to take you up on that. So it's about these two people. <laughs> so it's about these two people. So they're, they're both well, older. They're like probably in their 70s, 80s. I mean, that, I mean, they're playing their age. I think they're playing their real life ages in this film. And they just start meeting up. Like he, he goes over to her house at night. They get changed to their pajamas. They, then they lie down and they start, they just chat and then they go to sleep. But as they, uh, this film is a film that doesn't have any flashbacks whatsoever. But it's so well done in that as they as they sit down there, they're saying, "Okay, look, we've been neighbors for decades, but we don't even know each other. So what happened with then? You know, there was a time when it seemed like you left your wife. What happened there? Tell me about that. Okay, tell me about that time when that thing happened with your kids. What was actually going on? And you start getting this sketch of the lives that these people have lived apart just through them talking, and I just and. Personally, I mean, Redford and Fonda are just absolute professionals. They're absolute stars. And they're just so comfortable yeah. around each other. And so they're so comfortable in their own skin that when you just watch them, you don't feel, oh, anybody's acting. You feel like you're just seeing something unfold. And I just loved watching them on a screen together. And they, then you have the different things that come up that they have to deal with, like Matthias Kunhertz, who um, I think Sharon would, would describe him as having a well-turned heel. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. He show he shows up as um 
Jane Fonda's son. She shows up as Jane Fonda's son, and Robert Redford used to be his high school teacher. And so he has, he's like, hang on, what's happening? Are you hanging out with this guy now? What's going on? All that. <laughs> but, but he turns up and he, he dumps his son, that is Jane Fonda's grandson, with them. And so they have to start looking after this. So they kind of become this sort of almost pseudo family because her son disappears off and leaves them with a grandson and they're looking after it. And it's, it, I think it's, it's just, it's a very, very simple story. It's a very simple family-oriented story about what happens with family, what happens when you're lonely, what happens when you grow older. And I just think Robert Redford and Jane Fonda sell it. They absolutely sell it. I'll give this a four out of five. And I'll recommend four out of five. Wow! Yeah, I'll give it a four out of five. Wow. I recommend anybody go watch it. And for the for the fans of the Big Bang Theory and yep. the spinner for the Big Bang Theory, Young Sheldon, there is something in this one that I think it's a meme waiting to happen because in the Big Bang Theory, this whole thing about how Sheldon loves trains, and so and that that comes from his his childhood. So the kid who plays the grandson in this film is the same kid who plays Young Sheldon. And there's a whole sequence in this film about how Robert Redford and the kid bond, and it's by playing with trains. So, <laughs> so I feel like there's there's like a meme to be made about Robert Redford is the man who's responsible for Sheldon Cooper's lifelong fascination with trains. But, <laughs> but yeah. But anyway, that's that's just a by the by. But I, I think it's a really really good film. There, I mean, story wise, there isn't there isn't much to say about it, but it's just that simple premise about these two people who are lonely and so to fight their loneliness they start sleeping in the same bed together at night and it just and it just uh what what comes up with that like Bruce Dern has a scene where he looks at um he looks at Robert Redford and he's like so uh Lewis the guys and I we we like to get we like to know where you uh, get your energy huh huh <laughs> <laughs> And Robert just looks at him disgusted and walks out of the room like, what the heck is up with this guy? So, so yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed this film. I'll give it four out of five. Cool, cool. Our, That's good. Our, yes, so now we jump back to cinema. And last week we spoke about Us. You hadn't seen it yet, but you mentioned yep. on the podcast last week about how much you were you wanted to go see Us because you were like, oh my God, I us. did. I've, I've been hearing so many things about this. And those of us on the podcast last week were a little bit less enthusiastic than it seems the people who you've been, who you heard. So what did you think about Us? Okay, well, let's put it this way. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, it's, it's not, it's, oh, yeah, I was, I was sort of, you know, a bit nonchalant. Yeah. But as I went away, it was a bit like there was a film called Mother where yes. I went away and I I thought about it and I was like, and I went away from this film and I actually went and got a kebab, a salad kebab, mind you, because I'm watching my way. And as I left the kebab shop, I was thinking, wow, that was an interesting movie, actually, when I think about it. Although I had a few issues with it, I was quite interested in it and, and I started thinking, I started thinking more and more. And so, of course, when you think more and more, what do you do? You look at you look at you look at things on that and and so i would really like to see this film again actually okay. i think because I, I i this is i think it's one of those films where once you realize what you know the thing is there's 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 obviously other clues through the through the film which yeah. um yeah there, there's which, there's, uh, there's a which subtext i probably didn't pick up yeah there's a subtext so yeah. and i quite like those films which make you want to think so um I'm going to say, just as quick, because I know we've spoken about it all before and what it's all about. So yeah, I'm no, going no, to have to say that. Yeah, go yeah, on. Yeah, I was going to say, no, no, no. Say, say a little bit more if you want to. Okay. Yeah. Um, so 
Yeah, I I mean, I really she she's had a bit of flack, hasn't she? The the actress in this for, for Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I think she's brilliant. I think she's great. I, yeah, I, I think, think she's, she's really good in actress. It. Yeah, really, really good in it. Yeah. Um, I think the the, the duo roles as well. I think are really good because they look like two totally different people, even though they yeah. have the same face. Yeah, I had a few issues with it along the lines of like, well, how how would they? get that or how would they do that yeah, and what's that yeah. all about yes. yeah, yeah yeah so you know there's a few things like that which which obviously you know me and my films but it was just it's an interesting concept isn't it it was a really really interesting concept and the more i was sort of thinking about it with i, I don't know it just it sort of grew on me so and and i would really like to see it again actually i would like to see it again to to see it from a different it's like those films like like mother mother was the same mother i yes. went away thinking what did I just see? And then as I, as I thought about it, I really, really liked it. This, I went away thinking, I mean, it was different to mother in the way that I thought, Oh yeah, well, this is some sort of sort of movie. But I think, um, you know, it's, it's yeah. So I, I, I quite liked it to be fair on second thoughts and I'd like to see it again. So I'm, I mean, I am going to have to give this a, I think I'm going to probably give it a four on thought. I would have given it a three normally and thought, yeah, well, yeah. that was okay. But yeah. because it's made me think quite a lot, and I, I, um, I think I'm going to have to give it a four. So I'm not sure what you guys give it. It was a three, wasn't it, all round? Was it a three with no, you lot? No, um, I gave it a three. Pete gave it a three. Um, Steve gave it a two. Ah, yeah. All yeah. oh, right, that's right, yeah. yeah. But but, so, thing is, but the funny thing about it is that last, when we were talking about it last week, I actually, I said pretty much what you just said. I was like, it reminds me in a way of Mother. It's nothing like Mother <laughs> as a film. It's like that Mother and this are two totally different films. But yeah. it reminded me of Mother in, in the way that, you know, it made you think and you were like, hang on one second, what about that? And I feel like people will watch the film and exactly like what happened to you, they'll walk out and then, but afterwards even you do you try and dismiss it you still be thinking but, but what the hell was that about how did that happen what would that happen and i feel like yeah, I, I agree totally with you that you walk out and you're like well oh, and you can dismiss it straight off the bat but then you start yeah. thinking about it and then you start and uh i think like a day after you've watched this film it it'll, it'll either go it'll either go better or worse in your estimation. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and I think also, uh, as I said last week, because I think you are quite a, you're quite a sort of a Yankophile, if that's a word. Or, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, do. Yeah, you, you love yeah, the American I, stuff. Oh, that's so. right. I did, yeah. And it took place in Santa Cruz. And that's one of my favorite places. Yeah. Santa Cruz. I went there way back in the late 80s. And I've been a couple of times since. And I went most recently, probably about, 2014 yep stayed there i i and and so that was yeah santa cruz was great and the uh, hands cross and things yeah so i mean that does help i think a bit with with you know be, being an america file and knowing about a bit about american culture and stuff i think that did probably help me in a in a way yeah. as well yeah yeah but because yeah, yeah. Uh, i i mean as i said one of the things i said is i was quite happy about the fact that i th- i think the film wrong foots you because you think it's going to be one thing, and then you're like, "Oh, oh, oh, that's different." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't actually call this a horror film. I mean, I don't know if it's classed as a horror film. I would think this is more as a thriller, really. I would guess more than because yeah. I didn't think it was particularly horrific. Yeah, you know, would... and and yet, 
It's been sort of classed as a horror film, I think, hasn't it? Well, I think it's more of a horror than Get Out, for instance, his previous film. I think, yeah. I think Get Out was more of a thriller. This was, yeah. this for me was like a straight up horror. Like there was just yeah. some, but it's not like you know the ooh blood gore horror. Even though there's some, it's more that it's just really unsettling. It's yeah. like the scene where the son comes in and he goes, "There's a family standing in a driveway." That oh, whole yeah. scene to the point where they end up in the living room together. That whole bit is just massively <laughs> unsettling. It's just yeah. massively unsettling. Uh, but uh, I uh, I loved the performances. I thought they did really really well. And I thought, yeah, these were ch- these were kid actors who could actually do something. That <laughs> but uh, but it's uh, yeah. Uh, things I like the film, but I just I still don't feel like everything works. I still don't feel like everything no. holds together. Yeah. Yet. But yeah, let us know when you watch it again. Let us know how uh, how it how it uh, either light is thrown on it or taken away from it. Uh, so now. Sure. And now we go into our final film for this week. And this is the Netflix movie, The Highwayman, which is a film that I really want to see. So, Yeah, it's, it's really recent. It's like, you know, I think it, it was released probably last week. Yes, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, basically, and, it's a story of, um, unless you want to say... No, I just want so to say, I just want to say this, is also, this is, as I said before, this is another kind of film that I think studios in Hollywood, you would, fi- you would fight for them to give you money to make this film. But Netflix is making yeah. this film, so without Netflix, we wouldn't see a film like this. So take that, Spielberg. Anyway, carry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so basically, the 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 plot, the story is um, everybody's heard of Bonnie and Clyde, the two uh, two notorious gangsters, come bank robbers. Yeah, and uh, this is a story about the lawmen that that they're basically old Texas Rangers. The text in Texas, the Texas Rangers were like a bit old hat. You know, they used to a few years ago and you've got the FBI on the case and, and the local law and, and they just decide that, you know, they're not, not making any headway. They can't catch this Bonnie and Clyde. And, and some guy comes up with the idea that, but well, why don't we get the Texas Rangers? You know, let's get the Texas Rangers. Ah, they're, they're, they're old hat there. Anyway, they do, they come to this Kevin Costner. And, well, literally um, they do wear know, old hats. Yeah. Frank, Frank Hamer, who, who, uh, yeah. And, he sort of, they say, look, you know, would you do this? And he's obviously, I mean, he's getting on in years. He's getting on in years. So, yeah. uh, and I generally like Kevin Costner. So yeah, he's getting on in years and he goes, he thinks, oh, well, he's better get his mate. And, and he's got his mate called uh, Manny Galt, who's, who's played by Woody Harrelson, who I don't like. By yeah. The way. Yeah. He's, he's, another, the only, he's another one who's, he's another, like, he's tick, another Jason. He, he ticks yeah. all your wrong boxes. <laughs> He does. I mean, the only thing I really liked him in was um, three, three billboards. Three billboards. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I thought he was pretty good in that, but I didn't like him in Zombie. He plays the same sort of character, and in this, he plays uh, <laughs> a jaded sort of, uh, you know, ex-Texas Ranger who's, you know, Kevin Costner's not sure whether he should come along or not, but they do. And all through the film, there's a lot of, you know, interaction between. It's basically a, a Costner and a and a Harrelson, you know. Uh, two man show, yeah. you know, because two man show basically. Yeah, you got Kathy Bates that turns up as Ma Ferguson. She's like the the mayor <laughs> of the that wants wants some court and says, "Hey, what are these guys doing?" But the story is, you know, they go through, and obviously you've got the local law enforcement and the FBI, um, and they they go to some of these crime scenes and and they do stuff, and they're obviously looking, and then Kevin Costner turns up, and they find loads of extra stuff, and all you know, this is what happened, this is what happened, yeah. Blah blah blah. So, 
so yeah, that's basically, and and so the whole film is like this. It's different situations where they, and eventually they're saying, oh, you know, we think this is the pattern. This is where they're gonna gonna be. Yeah, there's not that. Uh, there's not a lot of action in it. There's not a lot of action in this film. I was expecting there to be a quite, you know, you know, a lot more action, a lot more shooty shooty. Very, yeah, a lot more shooty shooty than what it was. <laughs> um, and as I say, I didn't like Woody Harrelson in it. I'm sorry to say, Kevin Costner was okay. I've I've seen him better. I've seen I've seen Kevin Costner better. Um, it, to me, this film it just dragged a bit. You know, it was like, oh come on, something happened, please. I mean, I know they're great actors and and they've got good chemistry between, but let something happen, please. Not just talk all the time. You know, <laughs> that's. Yeah. Let's, let's let's have something you know something happen so and it reminded me a little bit of a like a film years ago would have gone straight to vhs it reminded me of a vhs movie you know where you go and rent and yeah yeah, yeah. stick in that, that that wouldn't actually be out of the cinema you think oh that looks interesting you know mm-hmm. I mean, when you go to the local blockbusters or whatever let's see what that's like so Ooh, yeah so you're, disapp- you're, 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 saying, you're saying this is on the level of a steven seagal movie in the noughties? Um I would <laughs> I wouldn't quite I wouldn't quite say that. I wouldn't quite say it's 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 but it just felt to me it just felt that like it felt a bit plodding a bit like I I don't know if it was trying to be something special to try and promote Costner and Harrelson but to me it just seemed labored seemed really really labored. All right. Um so yeah, it it didn't grab me. It didn't grab me. It wasn't enough action I don't think for me on this movie. All so. right. Okay, because the thing is, uh, with this film, I would, I would actually, because what I wanted to see about it is that obviously you have Bonnie and Clyde, and they have the you have the famous sort of like Warren Beatty, Faye Dunaway movie that was directed by Walter Hill, yeah. and it, it's been on TV a couple of times, and it's been done over and over, and it, and they almost sort that of was, like um, it was Arthur Penn, wasn't it? Yeah, the original. Oh yes, it was Arthur Penn. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, it was Arthur Penn. Yeah, 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 and. Yeah. And so it's been going over and over again, and they're almost sort of like, you know, mythologized as, oh, Bonnie and Clyde, these folk heroes. And something that always got me was like, hang on, didn't they kill people? Weren't they, yeah. <laughs> weren't they pretty much serial killers? But everybody's like, yeah, they were heroes of the people. I'm like, but they killed people. And, it's, and I was really interested because this is the first time I think I've seen a film where, because obviously you always have this thing of, oh, it's so, it's so sad, Bonnie and Clyde got killed. But I was like, yeah, how did they actually, how did they get caught? So that's why I wanted to see this film. And I, I'm a bit sad because it, I, I, thought, I thought you would like this film because it, it seemed to me to be a little bit almost like a Western with cars. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was done in that, that style of, of, of a Western, I guess. You don't actually see that much of Bonnie and Clyde. They, they, they're not in it a great deal. Yeah, that, that's but, what I liked yeah, about the a, idea. a couple of times. Yeah, uh, but they're not, they're not portrayed particularly nice. They're not. You oh, know, in yeah. this, that, yeah, yeah, I would hope, oh, I would hope not. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're not portrayed as particularly nice people. In fact, they're, they're quite nasty. The, the short, the few times you do see them, which which I think is quite good. Yeah, they, they have I think got that's, this, that's more accurate. Yeah, and but they 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 did come up against like people. It seems some of the poor people like them. You know, that in actual in this film it says you know because they they don't like to talk too much about it because they look at them as. Well, we're really, really poor. The banks have got loads of money, yeah. so the banks deserve it, you know. So there might have been, uh, there might have been a little bit of. Uh, I think there was was a few of few of the old 
bank robbers around about that time. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Know, the, the public, because it was like, oh, yeah, look what they're doing. They're giving it to the man, you know? Like, so, like, like yeah. John Dillinger and people like that. Yeah, like John Dillinger. So there's obviously a certain certain um, mystique about them. But it's interesting, isn't it? Like yeah. like the bank robbers, like Dillinger, Bonnie and Clyde, Mar Baker, all those, they were chased by the FBI. And yet people like Capone and the big gangstery type people were, uh, you know, Bugs Moran and all those yeah because they, because they they, they, they were sort clever. of left them alone they, <laughs> they were, were clever, clever yeah <laughs> yeah they were All so right. yeah so um as i say on the whole i suppose it just seemed a bit labored to me but i'm not going to crucify it. i'm not going to say it's a really really horrible film it's just a a fairly average film um so i'm going to i'm pretty consistent this week i'm going to give this a, a three star as well even okay. though you know for some of the things i have so it's it's you know it's not it's not horrific it's just a bit long and labored and could do with a bit more action right i'm going straight off to go watch that then <laughs> okay 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 that's cool all right cool thanks so much thanks so much for joining us for for joining me sean um all that we it's all there's left to say is to say who won this week and oh it's oh i think if you've been listening and paying attention you you pretty much know what's happened Dumbo 2019 just really, really let the site down. Oh, Espe oh dear. <laughs> especially as it's supposed to be the big cinema release. Because I think cinema, as you were saying, has to go more and more towards this sort of big event. You've got to see this on the big screen. And I think when if you're going to go towards that, if cinema is going to have a hope, you have to make sure that those films are good. And yeah. this week, cinema soiled the bed and did not do that. <laughs> so, oh, dear. Oh, dear. With, with oh, well. With a difference on an average of 0.5, the winner this week is Netflix. Netflix. And Netflix wow, is putting together a bit go. of a run. Netflix, uh, I think they are, aren't they, at the moment? Yeah, I think the last. But mind of you, weeks... mind you, we have to be honest. There hasn't really been huge amounts out at the cinema, has there? Really? No, no, there really hasn't. It's all been. It's all due to come. Yeah. So, there, I so think. We'll I find think. Out then. Or I think we're all, we're all just gearing up. Get I'm limbering up for Avengers Endgame. <laughs> I think I think everybody is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's just gonna that's gonna smash every record. I reckon, don't you? I, I don't think it's going to. I don't think it'll get to Avatar. I don't think it'll. I don't oh think right, it, okay. I don't think it'll make as much money as Avatar, especially because Cameron has released Avatar a couple of times, so <laughs> he just keeps coming yeah. back, bringing about to make more money. So, uh, so I don't think it, it might get to Titanic um, because even Avengers Infinity War didn't get to Titanic. Uh, that that's all oh, right. Okay, yeah, that's the third highest grossing of that's all the, time. That's so, the benchmark, then, is it? Yeah. yeah oh well, no, the Avatar's the benchmark. Avatar's the benchmark. So I I don't think right. I don't think um, Infinity War is going to be the biggest film uh, like ever. But it's but it's going. To, but I'm pretty I'm pretty certain it's going to be the biggest film this year. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, unless they do something, I, I think they're going to have to make some decisions in this in the storytelling to keep it interesting. They're going to have to make some decisions, and some people are not going to like the decisions they make, and that might mean that they don't go and watch the film again or anything like that. But um, but yeah, I think it's going to be the biggest film this year. But I'm so looking forward to it. I'm so ready. I'm like, all right, come on, cool. Marvel. It's been ten years, <laughs> twenty-two films. Yeah, bring something to a close. Bring something to a close so that I could I can like you know carry on with my life. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's. But anyway, up until that time when we go for probably a midnight showing of Avengers Endgame, which reminds me, I need to book my tickets. They've they've released the yeah. 
they released the time and they said that it's going to be three it's it's three hours three hours two minutes long i'm booked yeah yeah three hours three minutes yeah i'm gonna have to do that (laughs) which is um yeah it's in it's in it's in the luxury two number two cinema is it or the luxury well, yeah. the, the the number two cinema in the Isle of Wight. For those of you who don't know, if you've been to the Isle of Wight, well, it would have to be in that one. It's in the big one that has the comfortable seats and the massive screen. Because yeah. I remember the, the the busiest I've ever seen the Isle was probably, it was one of the other, it was either Infinity War or Civil War. I went to the midnight showing and the cinema was packed. <laughs> cinema, cinema was packed. So yeah, they would need the biggest screen for that one. They're going to okay. be all right, Toes. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to sign off now, buddy. Yep. So uh, I've, well, I've only got. I've only got like about one one bar left on my phone, battery wise. So no, no problem. So, I, so all that's left is to say is goodbye from me, and goodbye from me, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>